Welcome everyone to the Retail Corner Podcast from Proxima 360. The purpose of our podcast is to bring a relaxed and educational environment to discuss the current retail landscape, best of breed products, and retail business best practices. You will always find us talking with business users, technical resources, and retail experts on how they are and where they are headed. to the Retail Corner Podcast. Today, we are talking with Rhea Morgan. She's the CEO and founder of the Little Blazer Company. Rhea was head of digital at Harvey Nash for about six years. She took a little break as a mom, which is a full-time job, more than most of us actually do, I'm sure. And then she went on into starting to become an entrepreneur and to really face on with the dream that she had rather than to be working for somebody else's dream. So Ria, it is a pleasure to have you. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm so well, thank you. It's a complete pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. No, thank you so much. I know, what's the time over there right now? Um, it's about 5 p.m. So yes, the uh, the hubby's taken over the uh, the duties of bathing and uh, and feeding the kids before before bed. <laughs> so yes, so great timing. <laughs> okay, perfect, perfect. No, it's great to have you. So as we get through this, right? I know you you went from working at a corporate structure, then starting mm-hmm. your own business. Uh, so I really want you to kind of take us through that journey, right? What what made you decide? to step away from that steady paycheck, right? That I feel like everybody has this inner entrepreneur within them, right? And they always want to start something, but is, is that fact that scares you so much of, oh, how do I go to the unknown? Is, and is the unknown going to work? And is it going to actually thrive? And am I going to be able to make as much money as I'm making or more or less or, you know, all these unknowns, what made you start and what made you decide to, to jump, to the experience. Oh, take the jump. Um, so basically, I suppose my well, my journey started when when I did take some time out of obviously the business um, to because of my my daughter was born. My eldest daughter was born with a physical difference. So Mila was born with a left forearm, and um, it's during that period really. Luckily enough, we were in a position for me to be able to take some time out of work. Um, but um, I sort of, in a sense, knew very early on in that period that that that's what I wanted to do was create my own business. And I wanted two things, really. I wanted, first and foremost, to have something that I would really have a passion for. You know, that's really, really important, I think. And secondly, I wanted something that could really scale. So I wanted something that really had the potential to be a major brand. And um, so those are the two factors, in a sense, that, that made me at that particular time, taking some time out, having the time, and then thinking, right, what would I really like to do with my future? What would I want? Some flexibility and possibly, you know, that sort of um, that sort of dream, like you say. You've always got that sort of, in, you know, in entrepreneur in you. Um, but when it comes to Blazer specifically, to be honest with you, I sort of stumbled across that gap in the market um a staple part of my go-to you know wardrobe is that classic tweet blazer and jeans combo and um i was looking for something similar in the market for my daughters that sort of similar inspiration and i couldn't find anything i couldn't find anything that had that pop of color that character that comfort in a sense you know that you're looking for when you're buying clothes for your kids and um 
that's, I suppose, when I stumbled across it, I realized then after doing a bit of research that there was a real scope in the market. So to create a specialism, because there wasn't one globally, to, in a sense, you know, there was a bit of a gender bias as well. So almost an assumption that traditional blazers are a little bit masculine a product to attract young girls, um, which is quite a disconnect, really, if you think about, you know, the adult market. So um, I was looking at that and, you know, I love innovation. I love challenging that status quo. So that was all really appealing to me um, and also there was a bit of a price point on design you know sort of um, a sort of a sweet spot sorry on design and on, on price point so I was looking at all those factors and thinking actually there's there's definite scope here and that's when I suppose the little blazer company as a gender neutral specialist uh, came to mind you know and very much inspired you know by my daughters so that you know that want for color that want for the expression of character and the celebration of personalities um, and that want for comfort you know I'm a stay-at-home mum you know I love getting you know dirty and in sort of mud kitchens etc with the girls so finding something that I could create that you know you could have that comfort that play in all day that was important because you know when I'm buying clothes for the kids, if they can't play in it, it's a bit of a turn off for me. So um, I think what it was, I wanted to create a collection that you could wear it in the summer with a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. You could wear it in winter, you know, with jeans and jumper. You could um, play in it. You could dress it up for a wedding or, you know, for a, for a birthday party. So it was creating something in a sense that, you know, really could be for everyone. No, no, I think that's phenomenal. And, and and scaling it back to what you were saying, like I think it's so important for people to understand that it's about finding what, what they would be willing to do for free, right? I think what you're passionate about, in my opinion, is something you would be willing to do for free without getting any payment whatsoever and finding the balance between that and a gap in the market, right? Because yes. a lot of times people also get in the wrong path thinking, oh, I am very passionate about being an artist or singing or this or that. Well, that doesn't necessarily gonna you know map out. You need to balance out the dream and, and, and the science, right? And bring yeah. those two things together. And if you can do that, then then you have a home run, right? And like you said, you found a gap. You found that it was in in the children's market, right? And very well said. If, if they can't play with it, they're not gonna use it, right? Regardless <laughs> of how much you put it on them, they'll take it off and throw it off to the side. And no, so. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, obviously, you know, you came with the idea, you started doing some, some mock-ups, I, mean, I presume, right. Just like everybody does. When, and then you start doing some test runs to see how people beyond your family are going to react. Right. Because everybody close to you always tells you, Hey, you're a rock star. We love you. Right. But you want that sincere, harsh, honest truth. And, and once you pass that stage, you really need to go and find investments, right? You investors, I'm sorry. Mm. And you need to go find the financial backing in order to kind of take off and do your pilot store or do your pilot e-commerce and see where the market starts reacting back and how you start shifting to it. So mm. can you tell us more for everybody listening out there that's thinking of starting their business or they're ready to go to that investor stage? What was that process for you? What would you recommend for people to do what to do and what not to do? Okay. Um, yeah, I think the the investor experience for me was an interesting one, you know, and it wasn't one that I that I rushed, and it wasn't one that I ever underestimated. I always you know, knew that it was really important to have a really good balance when it comes to the investor sort of dynamic. So I think um, it was an interesting one for me because clearly I was a, um, a sole founder 
I was a sole female founder. So if you know anything about investments, the stats were against me. You know, um, I was a sole female founder without a team. I was a sole female founder. There was also a stay-at-home mum that didn't have any uh, plans to change that anytime soon. So if you think of all that as a starting point, and then you think of the fact that um, it was retail, you know, and, you know, retail, Carlos, you know, um, that's a massive red flag to most investors because they look at it as, well, you're going to take on the majors. Well, this is a huge, a huge sort of gamble in a sense. Um, and also, I didn't have a background in retail or design. So that's the other thing. Um, and also, um, it was pre-MVP. So you, you mentioned a second ago about going out to the market. I didn't do any of that. I literally, I knew what I had, but I wanted to keep it under wraps because I knew that it was revolutionary. I knew that it was innovative. I knew that it was quite, um, that it was quite groundbreaking for the space. So the last thing I wanted to do really was in a sense, go out and scope the market. So it was pre-MVP. Um, and also I was asking people to sign an NDA. <laughs> So I was saying, you're That's not going to get the utility of anything until we have an NDA signed. So all of those factors, in a sense, clearly did um, did play a part, meant that there was a lot of discussions, you know, lots of, sort of questions asked. Um, but what I did have was I had a background where, as you mentioned, my, my role in recruitment, I had created and led an award-winning brand for a global PLC. I also had um, quite early on secured SEIS and EIS assurance in the UK, which is quite a big thing when it comes to, you know, um, investors, angels in the UK. I also... Um, created a very brilliant relationship with my Ned, um, Chris Brown, who um, you probably know, ex-Ted Baker. He's currently co-founded uh, uh, Kid London. Um, you should get them on, actually. They're absolutely fantastic. It's a brilliant brand. Um, and so I had Chris as well. And importantly, I had faith in my product. Like I say, I knew that what I had was something special. So for me, you know, I'm very much, you know, I like to analyze things. And for me, I literally said, right, okay, it's a numbers game. I only have to have a certain amount of people look at this. I had, you know, complete confidence in a sense that they would see the value. So I did um, consider the VP route, sort of looking at those um looking at that that sort of VC route, sorry. Um, and I did then look at angels and I really kind of realized quite quickly that the angel route was going to be better for me because um, there was only so much equity I was willing to give away. Um, and I wanted that control. And I wanted, like I say, that sort of that good personal relationship you can get, you know, with, with an angel. Um, but I didn't take all the investment that was offered to me and I didn't give visibility to all the investors that, um, that asked to see the, the product and the branding. And I think when you're asking about, you know, what sort of advice I would give, I would say to people, um, take your time, you know, find the right people for you, find the people that really get you and get your business, because it is those people that will ultimately, you know, whatever you're trying to achieve will help you achieve that, you know, and it's not just financial. It is about as well, knowing that um, it's those morals and ethics that you surround, you know, you're creating a brand and what does that represent, you know? So I think, um, so I think, yeah, I would say just take your time and make sure that you, uh, that it's, you know, you ask the right questions as well as answer the right questions. Absolutely. No, I think I think you hit it right on the dot. Like it's so important, right, for when you're looking for those investors that you are also looking for a mentor, right? Because that investor, you don't want somebody that's just going to fork out the money and then have very high expectations on their ROI, right? Do you really want somebody that's going to mentor you through that process because they're going to be invested beyond the money, right? And and that really translates, as you very well said, into 
believing in your product, believing in your mission statement, believing in your ethics and what you want to achieve with that product, right? So I think I think you you're absolutely on the money. And and most importantly, I think one thing that everybody once they're starting, even if their idea is great, is they undervalue themselves, right? It's like you come into talking with an investor and because there's a lot of money there, you automatically put yourself in this position where you're under, right? Or, or you're, you're not as valuable as you think you should be. And I think that's that's a very common mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs do, right? If, if you believe in your product fully and solely, right? You should be able to stand part to par with anybody in the room and and not feel intimidated or not feel like you're not as valuable, regardless of, of the background that you currently have obtained, right? Or how much your product has moved into the market. And so talking about values and talking about the importance of them as you're growing a brand, right? Mm-hmm. I know that you mentioned at the beginning that you're you're product you wanted to make it very gender right uh make it for females make it for males for kids regardless of gender why did that inspire you was it just because of a market gap that you saw or is there really a bigger mission behind that yeah absolutely i think that um the gender neutral piece is because obviously you should be able to wear whatever you want to wear you know um i think with clothing anyway um but i think it's also you know there was the gap in the market when it comes to what i could find for my daughters what i felt that they they were sort of what was available to them so that was kind of quite important but i think also you know inclusion diversity you know um is very important. It's obviously very close to my heart. You know, um, I think with the prevalence of social media, the importance placed on youth mental health, inclusive representation, all of these things are things that made us want to be a brand that, you know, has a strong moral compass, that is a supporter of everyone, that is very much a champion of all personalities and differences. So from that perspective, we wanted to literally create um, an offering for everyone, you know, and um, as you know, when we when we talk about this sort of personality say that we have as well you know they're not gender specific because a personality can be can be so colorful you know in its form so again having that crossover you know is very important i think so that um so that we can encourage that self-expression i couldn't agree more i mean i've had so many times myself where i go shopping and i like a pair of tennis shoes right and they're in the women's department and, I'm, and i don't care i'm trying them on and the lady's like no but you know these are women's shoes right and i'm like do they not look good on me and she's like yeah yeah they look good i said what's the problem you know so yeah i couldn't agree more i think it's so important to to have that gender neutrality right in, in a lot of the products because a lot of times as long as it fits and it looks good and you're confident and you like what you're wearing that's what fashion is about right an expression of how you feel that specific day because it's not even about how you feel all around or who you are all around it's just how you feel today you know and you want to yeah. express that in every way so i think that's awesome a question about also- that on that point as well, Carlos, I think um, when it comes to blazers as well, they can be quite synonymous with formal wear. So mm-hmm. to have a blazer that you can have that crossover with, and like you say, that you can literally express your personality, you know, whatever the occasion. Again, it's just, you know, it's it's wanting to create that sort of fluidity with it. So, so, so yeah. curious on my end, right? Mm-hmm. Are there any plans on doing, you know, adult sizes on, on little blazers? <laughs> because I've seen a couple of them and they look phenomenal. I mean, I would definitely buy some. Oh, you can see some of them behind me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No. 
Yeah, no, there's, there's, there are big pans. Obviously, I can't divulge too much at the minute. Um, but no, definitely a sort of a mini-me type, you know. I think, you know, I'm, I'm similar with, you know, but obviously there's there's lots of celebrities, et cetera, out there that like to do a sort of, uh, you know, a mini-me with, the, with their children. And I think I would absolutely wear these, you know, whether we have the icon on the back or not. You know, the reality of it is, is that, you know, what we've got is, is you know, is, is a blazer that's that it's just, you know, it's, it's so classic in its form. So, yeah, Absolutely, we'll definitely we'll definitely consider consider adult uh, adult awesome. Yeah, please please do keep me posted. I'll be more than happy to wear it, Instagram it, everything. I mean, they look phenomenal. And talking about them, you were talking about how comfortable they are, right? Yeah. Uh, so, what makes them so comfortable? What type of material are you using? Is there hmm. some unique, sustainable material? Yes, absolutely. So basically, we have a six-piece blazer collection, and each blazer is has its own colour theme. As you can see, um, each blazer has its own icon. Each icon then has an affiliated character statement. So, for example, this is the unique unicorn. So. Mm -hmm. You can see it perfectly. Unique unicorn. So for the dreamers, free in spirit, pure of heart. We have the dynamic dinosaur for those who like to roar. We have the um, magic mermaid representing the beauty of being different and having a strength to own it. We have the best beer for the very best of friends, loyal and true. We have the Hope Rainbow. These little ones colour our world, a ray of sunshine after the storm. And we have the Music Maestro, so for the creatives, the talented who shine. And um, this is bespoke Harris Tweed cloth. So I say bespoke because I designed each and every colour formation and sort of palette here. So um, this is unique to us. And the, the whole collection actually is unique to Harris Tweed um, Hebrides as well with us. And... Um, so we, uh, you can see here, we've got beautiful detailing. So we've got marble-esque um, sort of buttons. We've got wool-lined uh, pocket in the middle. We've got vegan satin lining and beautiful contrasting binding there. And obviously our our, scent, our sort of showcase of our, of our icon on the back. And this is just, a, you know, incredibly high stitch count, just a beautiful, each each piece is done individually as opposed to it being obviously a patch. Um, so it's, you know, it's exactly how, it's exactly how I envisaged it. And... Um, Yes, it's just, it's a beautiful, you know, in person, they, you know, they're even more beautiful than they are. Um, no, they, they look amazing. <laughs> yeah, and, and the, the quality that you're talking to us about, I wouldn't want them to go play with them now. It's like, <laughs> put it on and just stand still, you know? <laughs> no, it's not going to be. <laughs> they look phenomenal. No, I, I really, really like it. And and so as as you guys are growing and as, as you guys are looking to expand, you know, you you have obviously gone through all, all that. So again, another piece of advice for everybody out there: what would you recommend would be like a good sequence, right? Once once you have your product, once you define where you're going, once you have your investor slash mentor that we talked about, obviously the most important thing is where do you start, right? So much noise about digital, 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 and e-commerce, mm -hmm. right? But then how do you get people to your website, right? Yes, it's very cost-effective to have your website, but how do you, you know, get people to your website? And obviously, how do you do that com customer conversion, right? Or do you affiliate with some brick-and-border stores? Uh, or do you do a combination of both, right? So from your experience, what would you say is the best next step once you have the funding and you have the ideal product and you have your mm -hmm. service? 
Um, I would say that it has to be obviously specific to your business, you know, and you have to really think about your demographic. And clearly that will all sort of determine then in a sense which routes to market are best for you. Um, from our perspective, we are, you know, simply a boutique, an online boutique currently. You know, we probably would consider channel partnerships. But again, because I knew what I had before I launched, I very much wanted to create, you know, keep everything under wraps to start off with. Um, but I think the channel partnership route is clearly, you know, a, a very, you know, very fruitful route as well. Um, and I think, you know, it's it very much depends, like I say, which you know what your target audience is and um but you know utilizing any avenue and every avenue that you can is clearly you know is clearly has its own merits i mean what's what's your what's your advice to us carlos <laughs> so i mean to be honest with you i from my perspective right i think they're phenomenal i definitely think doing some some char channel partners like pop-ups right particularly think those would be phenomenal for you guys and even collaborating because it's so art driven right i would say collaborating with artists out there in the market a lot of visual artists right i think yeah. that would really extrapolate uh the connection you know because it, it's it's already a piece of art in my opinion you know oh no definitely you know i love i love um you know vivian westwood and designers like that you know and it would definitely be something that's on our radar you know in the future when it comes to collaborative um sort of pieces you know you can even look at different brands in the market that's you know not not so much simply retail where they have had these collaborations with with other areas and it, the beauty of collaboration is is just can sometimes create something just fantastic doesn't it um and i think for us i've got a couple of ideas actually but i don't really want to say them right now um but you no, know but i think we can always us... circle back you know in the period <laughs> after now and so we can hear more about where where those ideas have taken you guys right well, the journey behind it let me throw it out there. A dream of mine would be to collaborate, for example, with Marvel. You know, our mm. characters on the back are all about um, empowering children, empowering, inspiring children. You know, we this the, the 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 whole premise surrounding the personality piece, you know, for us is about um in a sense, retail that makes you think. So it's not just a t-shirt that says, you know, chill out in a sense. It's it's a it's how you feel when you put that garment on, you know, it's that you're putting your armor on and you're facing any challenge. And um we're very much supporting that sort of feeling of, you know, if you're a grandparent, a parent, buying, you know, a product like this for your child, it's it's for them to know that they, you know, that they're loved, they're supported, they're appreciated. You know, you are giving them the message of be you, be proud. And we think you're awesome you know so for us like i say the marvel the marvel would you know collaboration would be an absolute dream yeah no that sounds phenomenal it's like it's like putting on your own personal cape right to, yeah. to become your own superhero yeah i, I love it so if there's anybody at marvel that wants to give me a call please do um, you know, <laughs> it's an heirloom garment as well you know what we've created here is something that again you know you're talking about passions and sort of ethics of the brand etc you know um sustainability you know and supporting slow fashion you know, is really really key to me so you know this is the ultimate recycled you know um sort of garment you we want people to literally pass it through the generations you know so that they can literally so supporting that sort of journey of your family all the way through you know like it literally is a tradition you know that it's a part of the family and it's passed down so that's the that's the aim that would be the that that would be the you know what i'd absolutely love to see and i am sure you guys will reach there i definitely am sure you have a lot of potential i love the product and i love hearing a story you know where it's not the typical, um, you know, 
you have to be in a job, you have to be in a corporate job, you have to do your go-to-market strategy, you have your test your product, all those things, right? There's there's an avenue, you're the perfect example that there is an avenue for everybody, right? Being at home, stay mom, having been with your kids should not limit your dreams and it should not limit you being able to stand up your own business. And with that, I would like to ask you the last question. What is the one piece of advice that you would like to give to everybody that's an entrepreneur, maybe they already started, maybe they're halfway through, or maybe they're already growing, right? And they want to continue to expand themselves. Oh, wow. That's a brilliant question. I think I would say, I would say one thing that sticks, has stuck with me throughout is know your worth. And always remember that that statement very much goes both ways. So it is so important to have confidence in your own ability, especially as a sole founder, because, you know, after all, it is your it is your vision, you know, but it's equally as important to remember that it does take a village. You know, you will not have all the answers and you cannot do it alone. So finding people that you can surround yourself with that can help you make whatever vision it is a reality, that is so important. And I think when you think of the term or the phrase in a sense know your worth it triggers so many other different areas to focus on so from following your gut when it comes to that tribe you surround yourself with you know finding people that really do get you and get your business it's um making sure that you manage your emotions you know because you'll go through an absolute roller coaster of emotions when you're trying to create um launch and then hopefully scale a brand you know and it's also in a sense um Knowing that you have to adapt to change, you know, your worth will change as your brand grows. And therefore, from that perspective, embracing that instead of fighting it, you know. Um, so, yeah, I would say know your worth is something that somebody told me a long time ago. And like I say, it's it's a lot of the times it's, it's sort of said very much from an empowerment perspective, which is brilliant. But I think it's always really important to remember that you have to have, the, you know, that perspective of it goes both ways. No, I, I really, really right. like that. You know, know your worth and you're absolutely right. It's important to know how much valuable you are, but in the same token, the competition is against yourself, right? So you should always be asking more of yourself. I think that that's part of that message. Absolutely. I, I really enjoy it. I enjoy talking to you so much. Thank you so much, Ria, for sharing your experience with us. Please keep us posted as the growth comes through. And, you know, we'll put all your information so that everybody out there, are you guys shipping internationally as well? Or is yes. it just here right now? No, global, global. And um, we are, we've got um, a load of stock in now, which is great. And we're also doing pre-orders. So it depends, obviously, what, which size and what design. So it's, it's on the, on, on the uh, site at the minute as a pre-order so but some can be you know shipped very quickly so yes please uh, please support please enjoy and please join the journey you know and uh, keep us posted it's been lovely being able to post some photos you know around uh, so far of, of people that are enjoying them so that's uh, very exciting awesome well thank you so much for your time we greatly appreciate it and for everybody out there listening uh there you guys have it you know you guys can go and get your little blazer for your little dude or your little girl and enjoy it you know have a great time thank you so much and we'll see you on the next episode thank you if you would like to be featured on our podcast please email us at podcast at retailcorner.live or visit our website retailcorner.live looking forward to having you as our guest on our podcast and thank you so much for listening